0: people. Good morning, everybody. It is September 7th, 2022. It's Wednesday. This is episode number 192, I think. Yes, it is. 192. Welcome to Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ozier, And over the next 45 minutes, I'll be delivering the top cybersecurity news of the day and providing expert analysis on each of these stories on what it means to you as a practitioner or if you're looking to break into the industry we got you covered shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors good friends run by good people or good companies run by good people they're good friends as well barricade cyber solutions cyber criminals have stolen your company's da- data and derailed your business operations barricade cyber solutions will help you resolve this ransomware attack and more importantly, get your business back on track. BarricadeCyber.com. If you wanna set up a no obligation conversation with Eric Taylor of ThreatGens Red vs. Blue fame, also uh, just an amazing incident responder, uh, set up an operate uh, call with him and just you know talk through what could be and what would it look like if bad stuff happened. Also, shout out and thanks to our new sponsor, Recon Infosec. Listen, if your organization Organizations large enough to have real cybersecurity concerns, which, trust me, once the, uh, once the balance sheet starts stacking up with multiple numbers, uh, the executives want to know about cybersecurity, okay? Uh, so if your organization's large enough to have real cybersecurity concerns, but maybe not large enough to have a full fledged SecOps capability, which is always the case, Check out the Managed Detection and Response MDR offering from Recon InfoSec. Their offering includes the people, process and technology needed to deliver full spectrum security operations to organizations of any size. Guys, if you hear me talk about MDR, it's literally one of like, it's it's a solution in the industry that meets a, bur- like a, a huge need. Basically, there's this great chasm between like a single person Startup and a fortune 50 company. And at what point do you hire a bunch of uh, like sock analysts spoiler alert? It's it's way down the road like way down the road That's why you have MDR services that are popping up everywhere uh, Because it's a huge market need recon infosec. It's a security company run by security people. I I, I Love Eric Capuano and the guys over there now. I want to remind you if you hold professional certifications that require CPEs like maybe something from ISACA, something from GAC, something from ISC squared, something from CompTIA, something from TCM Academy. Each episode of the Di- Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE. So it stacks two and a half a week, 10 a month. Be sure to document by saying what's up in chat. Literally the easiest and I would argue the most enjoyable way to earn CPEs. Now, if you are live, love it. Thanks for being here. I see you guys stacking it. Everybody come on, move up to the front, no big deal. Make room for everyone. If you're on replay, put hashtag team replay in chat. Part of the way you can document for the CPEs, is just saying what's up in chat. Now, listen, guys, it is worldwide Wednesday. We started this trend officially last week. We nailed it. We're gonna do it this week. Take a minute. We're gonna say the pleasantries here. Have a sip of coffee. Tell us where you're coming from. Let's see if we can run the taps on the on the uh, the globe right now. Obviously, I see Jack Scott up in here. Uh, so we've got North America representing. Jason Skate's coming out of the woodwork. Good to see you, Jason. All right, guys, let's do some pleasantries for a few minutes, have some coffee, and see if we can't run the table. Where are you guys coming in from? Good to see you, good to see you. Hey, Chicago. What's up, Windy City, Gulf Coast, Texas in the house. North Carolina, Dominican Republic. There we are, getting into the Caribbean. Jay Smith. All right. We got UK Pedro bringing in the European factor. Nice job. Scottsdale, Arizona. keeping it in warm Munchkin. Got to keep it in the, uh, well, I don't know if you're in the low country or not. Toronto, North America. What's up? What's up? New Hampshire. Loving New Hampshire myself. Where we at guys, Tom Bishop, Australia, internal stranger. You're always repping our, our, uh, Pacific, uh, theater people. So we got Australia in the house. We've got North America. Europe is here. Cadiz, South of Spain. Love it. Love it. Love it. We got Australia. Anybody from Africa or Asia? Maybe we always get some India in here. I see Spain. Yep. I got you. Hey, all right, Molina. We got a strong European representation. I love it. Indiana, Jim Wales in the house. Wade, Jason Van Wick bringing South Africa online. There we go nailed it all right so now we just need Asia anybody up in Asia anybody anybody come on Uh, we can take sometimes we have Indonesia sometimes we have Japan I've seen I've seen India a whole bunch of times in here can we pull the clock is ticking guys we will give it another 30 seconds here can we get Asia can we run the? can we run the the planet good to see you Tony Roy hey Mark Harvey Viper sec in the morning good to see you Tony Roy, what's up? Got a new sub, definitely love it. Thank you, Carl, for rocking out. Lachlan McKay in the house. Brazil, Puerto Rico, Leonardo's representing. Come on, Asia, yeah, exactly, where are we at? Jamaica's in the house. Louisiana, I do love it. Hey, David Meese, good to see you. Let's go Asia, come on now. Anybody from Asia, I, I know if you're introverted, if you don't typically chime in, but please, Please, for the sake of Worldwide Wednesdays, let us know where you're at. All right, all right. Good to see everyone. Anthony Gibbs, we've got a great show for you guys lined up today. Uh, we're going to be doing the news read, obviously. we got a couple great live streams coming up later today and tomorrow. We obviously... Yeah, Pakistan! What's up, Basma? Woo! Here we go. Let's get... Can we get a... What's... Uh... Hmm... Oh, I can't hear that. Hold on. I can't hear my audios? Hold on. Oh no! I can't hear my audio buzzers. Botswana's in the house. Thanks Botswana. Oh, this is too bad. I don't know if you guys can hear my... Um, I don't know if you guys can hear the uh, my sound effects, but I certainly cannot hear them. That's a problem. Yeah, nothing besides the music. Yeah, same here. Hmm. Can I do? Oh well, that's a bummer. It's a bummer. Ugh. See, with the stream deck, it's always hard because it's not like an app you can like restart or start. It's 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 like it is what it is. Hmm. Let's do this. Yeah, let's do this, and then let's do this. I totally love it, guys. Two for two on running uh, Worldwide Wednesdays. We nailed it. Yeah, I don't have sound effects, guys. Whatever. Hey, you know what? It's a Simply Cyber production. It would have been weird if I didn't have audio issues. All right. Let's see. I'm looking at Robert Buchanan. Yeah. Robert Buchanan talking about... hey thanks for the super chat i wish like (laughs) actually you know what if you guys are long-term fans of simply cyber you know when my audio soundboard goes out i do the audio sound effects manually which is embarrassing as crap but it's a lot of fun so thanks for the super chat (laughs) wow thanks for the super chat i appreciate it all right guys let's get into the news uh thanks for Thanks for running the uh, the uh, the Worldwide Wednesdays today. I think we did it uh, pretty well. Remember, stick with us because we will be raffling off Recon InfoSec training. Let's go ahead and stop the music and get going on the stream's cybersecurity headlines. Cheers, everybody. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. <laughs>
1: It's Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Uber's ex-cyber exec heads to trial. Joe Sullivan, former security chief at Facebook and Uber, was fired by Uber back in 2017 for mishandling a security incident a year prior. Despite the scandal, Sullivan was hired on as chief of security at internet infrastructure firm Cloudflare. In 2020, Sullivan was charged with two felonies, marking the first time a company exec has faced potential criminal liability for an alleged data breach. Sullivan stepped down from his job at Cloudflare in July in preparation for his trial, which begins this week in U.S. District Court of San Francisco.
0: All right. Interesting. So, um, hold on. What 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 are the two felonies? Um, Oh, this is what I thought it was. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm not super well versed on this, but basically here's the deal. Uber, you know, we all know what Uber is, right? Well, here's here's the deal. This guy was in charge of information security for Uber. They got like ransomware or something. And, and again, chat fact check me if I'm a little bit off on this, but basically they had a, a cyber incident. And this executive paid the hackers and said like, "Hey, listen, Um, You know, here's your ransom money. Here's your extortion money. Let's keep this under wraps. We don't want this getting out. And the hackers were like, yeah, no, 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 we're good. Like, we'll totally, we'll totally do that. And then the hackers totally said something, right? Um, This is the first time that I've ever heard of, of an executive facing criminal charges for something like this. Like sometimes if a, a, of an executive, a CFO or something like we just saw, oh my God, um, the the CFO of Bed Bath and Beyond took a 18 story swan dive off his balcony last weekend uh for fudging numbers and doing a pump and dump scam uh instead of going you know he was he was being investigated uh definitely was going to go to jail so not that i want anyone to throw themselves off a, a balcony but it it happens right um but usually it's a financial person committing financial fraud that ends up going you know to jail and stuff like Bernie Madoff again like you know ponzi scheming this is the first time that you really hear of an information security person guys listen in our world our cybersecurity world we're in like the golden age and this is going to sound horrible but this is a fact again this is like one of those kimberly i need one of those the more you know rainbow uh, uh, video overlay things listen this is terrible but this is a fact if you're a CISO, if you're in charge of information security anywhere, you can't lose, right? Like, let's just say I go work for a company and we have no breaches, but I do work my butt off and I build a nice little program. You could say, oh, it's because Jerry built this nice program that they never had any problems or they were able to be resilient and deal with this crap. Or I go work somewhere and I have a major, major cybersecurity incident. I'm talking like, um, you know, rubber glove, grab your ankles, very invasive, like not good kind of cyber incident. Yeah, then I work through it and I'm a victim. And do you know how marketable it is to have a CISO that has gone through a full-blown incident? It's very marketable. I, I've worked somewhere where we hired a CISO and the defining fact that, that edged that candidate from another candidate was that they worked for a major healthcare company that had suffered one of the most notorious cyber breaches in 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 modern history around healthcare. okay so what does that all mean it means as a as a CISO you can't lose do a terrible job and get breached look at this experience you got do a great job don't get breached look at this experience you got so all that's a long way to say that you can't really you can you you could close your eyes and swing and you'll hit something all right now for this dude to get charged with two felonies I don't know exactly what the two felonies are Uh, I was trying to see in the story but that's not good. That's really not good. It probably has to do with misleading investors. Maybe it's an SEC-related crime. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but as a publicly traded company, you cannot, you cannot not disclose material facts that would affect the value of the company and stockholders. The investments, right? It's not your money. It's not your business. You are a steward of the business. You're getting paid handsomely, mind you, but you can't be messing around. So definitely keep an eye on how this one um, parlays because this actually has an opportunity to set precedence in uh, like in, in legal precedence on how CISOs can be handled in certain situations, right? Felonies are no, no joke too, by the way. You can't vote, right? Um, like, I mean, some people might be like, Ooh, who cares? But like, listen, you're, if you're a felon, when you fill out a job application, there's a question on it that says, are you a felon? Right? You can't escape it. Now, granted, if you're like this guy, who's like a rock star in the industry, maybe it doesn't matter. But for most mere mortals, you do not want to be a felon. Oh, no, 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 no,
1: no. Fires back at Mudge for parroting Elon Musk. Twitter's lawyer Bradley Wilson said in a court hearing Tuesday that Peter Zatko, widely known as Mudge, never raised any concerns about spam and bot accounts on the platform while working at Twitter. Wilson claims that Mudge only started parroting Elon Musk's bot account allegations upon filing his whistleblower complaint against Twitter, which Wilson called quote, very, very strange, end quote. Twitter's legal team added that addressing bot issues wasn't part of Mudge's job responsibilities. Mudge claims Twitter brushed off his bot account concerns and misled investors about the problem. Twitter say they've turned over Zatko's internal emails going back to 2021 and have indicated that the company has nothing to hide.
0: All right, a couple. Of, so this Twitter story continues to uh, evolve. Um, really quick to catch you up if you're if you're new here. Like two weeks ago or whatever, Peter Zapco, aka Mudge who is a legend in our industry. This man deserves all the respect uh, of an industry professional. He has made wonderful contributions uh, to our industry, some, some that did, never even really played out, uh, but made efforts. He, he's, he is high integrity type guy, okay? So let's lay that out there first. He was the chief security officer at Twitter for two years. news story came out because he did a whistleblower thing. Their internal security controls are hot trash, right? I I don't have uh sound effects right now, so feel free, squad members, to drop the little um dumpster fire emote or the this is fine emote in chat right now. Zapco uh comes out and says blah, 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 blah. Now, what's his face? Elon Musk obviously is, you know, going through this litigation around buying, not buying Twitter. Uh, he's subpoenaed uh Zapco to come in. Now, Twitter's this seems like a nothing story because Twitter uh saying that zapco is just parodying uh elon on this bot stuff listen i don't know what zapco has said uh about the bots but i'll tell you what as far as i'm concerned who am i i'm a nobody but like as i mentioned at the beginning peter zapco deserves all the respect and the 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 widest birth of um assuming positive intent and reasonableness. So if he's saying something about the bots is probably a good reason. The second thing I'll say, and I agree 100% with this, bot activity, spam activity, whatever you want to call it, that is not that is not the responsibility of the chief information security officer or the chief security officer, right? Like if you think about what are the roles and responsibilities of information security at an organization. Now granted, he was the chief security officer, which is a slightly wider scope than information security officer. Sometimes chief security officer will also include physical security uh, and a couple other pieces of security, maybe risk also. So f- he, it's not a clean line directly to bots and spam bots and all this other stuff. So I agree 100% with that, that it would not be Zapco's um, purview for him to say anything. He doesn't work on like an integrity board. He didn't work on like a user experience board or anything like that uh, that I know of. So I could see that. Now, you could make the thin, thin, brittle argument that as Chief Security Officer, he was probably given a lot of shares or equity in the company of some sort. And now he's an owner of the company and he would have uh, some type of reasonable interest in the health of the company and the bot activity. But that is like, that's a straw man argument that is not really very strong. Um, So I'll just say... uh, I don't I don't know why they're talking about this, but the bot activity and all this, that is not the purview of chief information security officer in any capacity.
1: FBI warns of ransomware attacks on school districts. On Tuesday, the FBI, CISA and MSISAC warned that a ransomware group called Vice Society is targeting K through 12 school districts in the U.S. The joint advisory says schools should brace for spikes in attacks as the 2022-23 school year begins. Vice Society is known for their double extortion techniques, first stealing data before deploying one of several ransomware strains on victim networks. The FBI is urging districts to protect themselves by patching systems, training users on phishing, implementing multi-factor authentication, and reporting any malicious activity to the FBI. Incidentally, the Los Angeles Unified School District announced Tuesday that a ransomware attack took down some of its systems over the weekend. However, the attack is yet to be attributed to a specific ransomware gang.
0: All right, so I haven't heard of Vice society. It doesn't mean anything. I, like I say this um, I say this on stream all the time and I'll continue to say it like uh, like it, 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 it it's hive last week and then it's Black Anchor, or Black cat or Black Alpha or Alpha black or Black Knight dark side. Conti, Vice Society today. Like, the names are gonna change. There is way too much money. Straight cash, homie. There is so much money in ransomware that it is not going anywhere. It is not going anywhere. So if you are making efforts to stop Hive or making efforts to stop Conti, you are missing the forest for the trees. You need to implement Fundamental, foundational controls at the protection lever, lever at the protection level, and at your response level, in order to promote resiliency for your organization and um, the business continuity, and to limit the impact of when a ransomware detonates. Right, and there's a lot of different ways to do it, and this is why you hire someone uh, who knows how to build an information security program. In order to do these things, and I always joke about this, but like, don't worry about the detection controls. The threat actors will cover the detection controls. They will let you know that they've deployed ransomware in your environment. Uh, as far as this one goes, if you work in health, um, if you work in education, I, 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 my heart goes out to you. Okay, my heart goes out to you. I know that you have very limited funds, especially if you're a public school. Unfortunately, education gets screwed. As, as important as it is to educate our youth. It's one of the least funded ones. And uh, just as a side uh, digression, s- school teachers get paid dirt and the expectation of them is way higher than just teaching. My heart goes out to anyone that does uh, teaching, especially K through you, <laughs> 12, you're you doing God's work right there. So as far as Vice Society goes, maintain uh, CISA SISA. The fact that FBI, CISA, and MSISAC are releasing this definitely means that they have high confidence and a level of intel um, to indicate that this is happening. If you follow the links in the story, there are IOCs. These are pretty low level IOCs as far as the Bianca pyramid of pain goes. Uh, but if you can, you know, look like block these email addresses, flag on these email addresses, obviously, IP addresses for C2. This has a high confidence level so you want to make sure that your firewall or your um, your firewalls or your ip tables if you're a smaller org or whatever however you're controlling end user access and network activity you're 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 blocking these ip addresses and going back by the way going back in your logs and looking to see if any of these um, IP addresses were communicated with. Again, threat actors can change IP addresses, like I change my underwear. So, like, the fact that this is published right now indicates to me that there's there's probably a chance that these IP addresses have already been changed. But you know what? It's all about vigilance. It's all about uh, consistency. Keep doing what you're doing. Obviously, they have the mitered attack here. So, if you want to like go go a little bit deeper in um in how they actually execute, but Again, guys, whatever, Vice Society, watch
1: out. Samsung suffers another data breach. Hours before the Labor Day weekend began, Samsung announced its U.S. systems were breached again in late July. Samsung was also breached back in March by the Lapsus gang who swiped source code and other confidential documents. This time around, Samsung has issued a poorly explained data breach notice stating that in some cases hackers took customer data including names, contact and demographic information, date of birth, and product registration information. The notice doesn't specify what demographic info is collected or why, but its U.S. privacy policy reveals a long list of info which includes device usage and precise geographic location which are used for targeted advertising. It also remains unclear why it took Samsung more than a month to disclose the breach. And all
0: now- right. All right. I got a little distracted. Of course, I I looked at chat and I see you guys all joking about me changing my shorts uh, and the frequency of that. So well played. Well played, uh, people. Um, yeah. So this is just another uh, security breach for Samsung um, Lapsus. Lapsus uh, breached them not too long ago, if you remember that one, like for that hot minute that Lapsus was relevant. um, I don't know exactly what information they took, uh, but it says they got demo data, a lot of privacy related information. So it looks like this data breach had to do with uh, end user information. A lot of different things that we can do uh, with end user information, guys. Uh, I guess the one thing I'll point about this is, you know, expect to get a letter from Samsung about how they take privacy and security seriously. Your privacy and security seriously. Um, Just, I guess, this is a good opportunity to think bigger picture about uh, privacy data breaches, guys. Like anyone who says like, oh, like who cares if they know like where I'm at or whatever. It's like no, like you got to see you got to see the, the the data set a little bit bigger, right? They can use this precise geolocation data, which by the way, thanks Samsung, super gross that you're actually capturing this and storing it for some reason that I don't understand why, but they can use that data to track like your daily paths, your daily patterns. Um, you know, if you're a real threat actor, right? Maybe you start looking for high, like you correlate that information from another data breach uh, to find high value targets like whales with big Bitcoin wallets. Like I'm, I'm making up a, a, an example right here, but you know, millions of users, right? And then you have a, a, like, I don't know, some type of, uh, you know, Coinbase or Binance data breach or whatever. And you identify the high value targets. Well, now you've got their, IMEI number for their phone. You've got their geolocation data. You know what their paths are, their patterns. You know what deli they go to, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Guys, I know it sounds like far-fetched and almost, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood movie, but here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys. If I can make, if I can commit one crime and make five, $10 million, and it takes me a few months and and, like I'm hyper-focused on something like this, like, why Like why is it so unrealistic that it could happen, right? We're talking major money. It's not like I'm trying to steal like $25 or something, right? Where I'm, I'm spending a dime to save a nickel by, you know, flying all over the place and stealing all this data. No, we're talking huge amounts of money. And as we covered earlier, you know, like cash money, well, ca- <laughs> cash, mo- cash money, homie. Um, I mean, money, money will make you do some weird stuff, dude. All right, all right, all right, all right. So whatever, Samsung second breach. You know, like if you're already, if you're already walking funny because you got kind of, uh, invaded on the first breach, the second breach is like, okay, like, like the way I'd almost, uh, equate it is like, it's being thrown in a pool, right? You got thrown in a pool. You weren't, you, you were just walking by. It's not like you had a swimsuit on. You got thrown in a pool. So you get out of the pool, you're dripping wet. And then someone runs up and shoves you again into the pool. Well, guess what who cares i'm already soaking wet my phone's already destroyed Ugh! like you pushed me in the pool again Uh like there's the, the
1: impact is way less because the damage is already done to thank this week's episode sponsor sneak developers want to code fast and security wants to ship securely and they want to do it all from the cloud that's why they both choose sneak Backed by industry leading security intelligence, Sneak provides real time scanning with automated fixes and remediation advice right from the tools and workflows developers use. Code, dependencies, containers, cloud environments, all of it. And while developers are building securely, Sneak gives security teams a bird's eye view of all their projects and cloud environments so they can prioritize and focus their efforts in the right places. Developer tested security approved. Start your free sneak account at sneak.co slash cybersecurity. That's Snyk.co slash cybersecurity.
0: <coughs> all right. So thank you so much to Siso Series. Guys, guess what time it is? It's that time. Alright, guys. Uh all this week to celebrate our newest um sponsor, Recon InfoSec. They have donated five student licenses to their core sock analyst training the core training is a four day live you can do it remotely or in person i don't think they can do it in person actually i don't know if there's an in-person place but it's a four day live real deal sock analyst training i've taken the two days this is the four day one i've taken the two day one It is legit, you're using legit sock tools, working on a legit sock team. It's basically like Space Camp for cybersecurity professionals because you're not talking about what you would do. You're literally doing it. If you wanna enter, everybody knows what's going on. If you wanna enter, drop the word recon in chat right now. I see you entering. I want you guys to enter. I'll also, while this is queuing up, remind everybody that if you are a team replay, I said this yesterday, if your team replay I, I got love for you, okay? You're not, you're not, um, you will not go gentle into the good night, okay? Team Replay, go to the Discord server on Team re- for Team Replay, go to the Discord server, go to the giveaway channel, and enter the, um, hold on a second, I gotta, I wanna put some music on back here. Go to the Discord server, go to the giveaway channel, hit the little celebration emote, and enter that way we will be raffling off two of these security uh student trainings tomorrow one will be done this way same way that we're doing it right now the other will be automatically selected from the discord giveaway channel i looked last night for a channel that gets 160 plus people here every morning um on the giveaway channel right now i think last night i saw 57 people entered so guys Uh, It's a sneaky good way in order to win. Where where are we at right now? 62 people. Guys, go to simplycyber.io slash discord exclamation point discord in chat right now if you want to see it. Simplycyber.io slash discord takes you to the Simply Cyber Discord server. There is a channel called giveaway in that server. That is where the giveaway is being held. Thanks Emmanuel for the sub. Just hit the little emote and you'll be entered. Two more people just entered right now. This will be drawn Thursday, September 8th at 10.38 a.m. So we'll be doing two tomorrow. Drop recon in chat right now to enter. All right, let's continue. And then we will select the winner at the end of this stream in about 15 minutes.
1: KeyBank's customer data stolen from third-party provider. Threat actors stole social security numbers, addresses, and account numbers of home mortgage holders at KeyBank. The breach was allegedly caused by KeyBank's third-party vendor, Overby Sewell, who provides insurance services. The bank publicly apologized to customers on social media over the weekend, offering them two years of free Equifax identity protection. While KeyBank is working with Overby Sewell to identify the root cause, both companies have already been named in a class-action lawsuit as a result of the breach.
0: Yeah, all right, This this kind of sucks. All right, so... If you if you have your mortgage through KeyBank, if you have your mortgage through Key Bank, uh, you may be you know brought into this uh, class action lawsuit if you want. Um, basically, a mortgage company suffered a data breach and the details of their client population was compromised. Okay, this super sucks, but it's like any other any other data breach. Um. The information's out there. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. So now all we can do is move forward. With what is the impact and how do we manage the risk of, of that impact, right? Two years of Equifax identity protection. Thanks. That's like getting a toothbrush uh, when you're trick-or-treating on Halloween. Like, yeah, okay, thanks. I got something, but like, oh, like, yeah. How about you just actually put better controls in place and then not, you know, deal with this crap. Um, what would happen um, if someone got uh, m- you know uh, mortgage information? Well, a couple things. One, if I was gonna steal uh, if I got access to a mortgage data set and I'm a bad guy, my immediate first thought is like let's sort by mortgage value, right? So now we got the high ticket mortgages up at the top, right? Like million dollar homes, whatever, uh, maybe apartment like complexes, right? like tens of millions of dollars. Like find who the person is with that because they got money. I'm now filtering my target list from potential fishes to whales or spear fishing opportunities. Right? Okay, so now I've got my targets. Okay, what's the next thing? If we're following the cyber kill chain, weapon weaponization or or you know selection weapon selection or whatever. Alright, so we're gonna do spear fishing. Payload delivery. Okay. Um, I already know that you are a member of KeyBank. I know that you're expecting this. How about I send you a phishing email from KeyBank talking about the class action lawsuit and click here if you would like to get $10,000, $2,000. Enter a believable amount. If you want to get your $2,000 of your piece of the class action lawsuit or, oh, by the way, we're going to offer you two years of Equifax Identity Protection fifteen hundred dollar value or you could just click here to get fifteen hundred dollars and sign up for your own privacy identity like people are gonna click on that it's timely it's relevant it's an easy fish and and then boom like I'm you know I'm dropping malware payloads on your computer uh, I'm stealing your creds to log into your bank or whatever um, I mean this is a tailor-made uh, attack right here so by the way, just and just to digress a little bit, I hate class action lawsuits. I feel like class action lawsuits, the victims don't get crap and the lawyers are basically putting on the victims as like suits and wearing them to take a bunch of money, right? Because I don't know of any class action lawsuit, unless it's like an environmental one that forces a company like DuPont to like change the way they're dumping chemicals into the environment. Like, yeah, I'm all for that class action lawsuit. But the class action lawsuits where it's like, you know, me as a victim, I get, like, 87 cents, like, in retribution, and then, like, some law firm gets tens of millions of dollars who weren't even involved with it for doing the class action lawsuit. That To me, like, that's just, it's just gross. Um, I'm not, I'm not into that, okay? Yeet!
1: With the class action lawsuit. Okay, here we go. And to award companies cybersecurity grants. Finland has suffered a number of recent cyber attacks, including a denial of service attack that disabled the Finnish parliament's website on August 9th. To help defend against future incidents in its critical sectors, the Finnish government will begin distributing cybersecurity vouchers for cybersecurity improvements to Finnish businesses. Businesses can earn vouchers totaling anywhere from 15,000 to 100,000 euros, depending on factors like size and for-profit status. Security experts are encouraged by Finland's track record of success using government programs to drive positive business change.
0: All right. Half of. I love the idea. I'm not sure if it would work in the United States real quick. Can we just talk for a second? If you're watching the stream right now, not listening. um, I get that. This is probably a stock photo from pixabay, but like who designed this? This is like where law and legislative business is handled and they have three statues The one right behind the main guy is showing his butt off. And then this guy's not wearing pants. Like, what are we doing here? Like, how could you even focus on real legislative matters when you're looking at this guy's, like, oversized, like, what are we doing here? I don't, I would, I would, I would request that this be altered slightly. I hate to be a prune, but, like, this is, this is, like, you know, Finland after dark. You know what I mean? Like, can we can we put a robe on this, guys, at least? Maybe like a loincloth or something? All right, so here's the deal. The Finnish government is offering uh, government program subsidies where they're going to pay um, cybersecurity companies um, through grants in order to do stuff for the Finnish government, right? It's, it's a good idea. You're incentivizing. Guys, you got to remember, I mean, this is really no different than... Um, what we do in the united states with like government contracts but if you if you look um you can see these vouchers are designed for small and mid-sized businesses i i do like that because then it's actually helping prop up the economy so it's not like the big the big ones like the booze allen the delights coming in and swooping up all the money small businesses like barricade cyber and recon infosec have a chance to win these uh contracts which is cool um you know, apparently Finland's had some level of success with this in the past. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Um, cybersecurity is such a large space. So I don't know what kind of cybersecurity grants is it like? Is it educational awareness for the population of Finland? Is it tech stacks and, and, and security operations for the Finnish government? Is it security research, like pen testing, bug bounties? There's a whole lot of different ways that you can financially incentivize and motivate businesses and individuals in order to focus on helping you in this case finland solve their cybersecurity challenges um it just becomes a delicate balance between uh perverse incentives and actually delivering value and when i say perverse incentives i'm talking about like you basically maximize the amount of money you're getting out of it regardless of the amount of value you're delivering uh so like a perverse incentive might be um well, I see this, actually, I do see this in United States. Um, a perverse incentive might be a company like Booz Allen, a really big company, partnering with Recon InfoSec as a small business, giving them 51% of the contract, and then deploying all the forces of Booz Allen um, in order to win that grant. Uh, even and then really execute the work. And like basically, Recon InfoSec just gets a taste of the money and Booz Allen continues to operate. Um, that's one example of a perverse incentive that actually literally does happen in the United States. Um,
1: I digress. Anyways,
0: way to go, Finland. I, I, I think this is a good idea.
1: Firms report supply chain ransomware compromise. According to Trend Micro, 52% of organizations globally know a partner that has been compromised by ransomware. Alarmingly, the report revealed that 90% of global IT leaders believe their partners and customers are making their own organization a more attractive ransomware target. Despite their concerns, less than half of respondents say they share knowledge about ransomware attacks with their suppliers, and only a quarter share potentially useful threat intelligence with their partners. Perhaps these low figures can be explained by companies not having any useful intelligence to share in the first place as Trend Micro found average ransomware payload detection rates to be just 63%.
0: All right. This should surprise nobody, okay? um, Like, in fact, half of firms report supply chain ransomware compromise. I would argue, I'd be surprised that it's not higher. Plus, you got to remember, too, like, if if Joel Belton's ice cream shop uses... um whatever like Huawei um for one of their supply chains and Simply Cyber uses Huawei for supply chain it's the same it's the same one but if Huawei suffers a data breach a ransomware incident then both Joe Belton's ice cream and Simply Cyber are reporting that their supply chain uh suffers ransomware so the, so the numbers are a little skewed or they could be misrepresentative uh in this instance but guys the TLDR here is that supply chain is a major major focus of cybersecurity right now like if you're not thinking about supply chain um you're doing yourself a disservice this is a huge area of opportunity both as a professional so you could deliver value and, and have kind of a key differentiator on your resume that you understand supply chain and how to do it hey hey stop sorry my dog all right so listen um couple things one industry is investing heavily we've heard a couple stories already about how google amazon microsoft um are investing in supply chain security both in the open source security space and you know overall supply chain you know like with third-party risk management tooling uh contracts expectations like anyone here who's filled out a, a a vendor security questionnaire base case i'm looking at you um, you know that it, it's not really the best idea, but the wheels are starting to move, get in motion. Um, so that is, um, uh, you know, we're starting to make that way. The final thing I'll say, if you don't know, now, you know, there's one, like when NIST cybersecurity framework came out with version 1.0, when they released version 1.1, the major addition or the major modification was they added an entire supply chain category to the NIST cybersecurity framework, okay? So it, it's not it's not simple t- to understand. It's not a technical control where you just, you know, stroke a check or flip a flip a switch and you're off and running. It it's much more complicated and entrenched in
1: business operations, frankly. Minecraft is a minefield for malware. Security researchers have discovered that Minecraft is the most heavily abused game title by cyber criminals to deliver malware. Based on stats collected by Kaspersky between July 2021 and July 2022, Minecraft-related files accounted for roughly 25% of malicious file propagation, followed by FIFA, Roblox, Far Cry, and Call of Duty. While mobile gaming accounts for much smaller distribution volumes compared with PC, Minecraft dominates the mobile category as well with a 40% share there is some good news as researchers observed a drop in both overall volumes of malware distribution down 30% and the number of affected users down 36% compared to 2020. Yep. And that does it for today's cyber.
0: Yeah, of course. Okay. Listen guys. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of running out of time here. Uh, So grant me a little bit of grace on going over the 45 minutes. No surprise here. Listen, Minecraft, Roblox, um, Fortnite, like, there's millions of people using the game and a lot of them are young who don't know any better. A lot of them are young who don't have access to money. So when you offer them free stuff, free skins, free in-game currency, free hacks, free cheats, right? Remember when you were young, right? And you had like Ultima Online or World of Warcraft and you could like cheat or whatever. So threat actors, right? Malware. It's very, very low hurdle to convince a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old or a 20-year-old to install this piece of malware, now it could be a trojan where, yeah, you do get the free skin, but also I'm up in your box now, and I'm able to like either um, hold your account ransom, change your cred, sell your sell your uh your expensive loot, a million different things. So there is no surprise here. The TLDR really is you should be educating your younger population, your children, your nephews and nieces your staff that's younger, right? Your 18 to 22-year-old staff, your 18 to 25-year-old staff about be mindful of where you're getting stuff, right? If you're going to some bizarre website in order to download something to your machine, like you're taking your risk in your own hands. Also, defense in depth, put EDR solutions on your box maybe do some net like if you have children maybe get something like net nanny or one of these services that will monitor um network traffic and look for malicious stuff that way you can get in front of it uh before it's too late but again education is paramount security headlines but remember we're All right, all right, all right. All right. There we go. So we are looking pretty good here guys. Let me let me do this. Um uh, we got the um oh, I really wish I wish I could do this. All right. Let's do the the um, the draft, and I mean the, the the thing in one second. Just want to remind everybody that later today at eleven thirty a.m. I will be shoutcasting with Clintbo Dungeon on Threat Chen's channel. Uh, red versus blue. Eric Taylor, who's currently undefeated in the esports competition of Red versus Blue, will be taking on Simon Lindstedt of the UK. Um, this will be a live match. Uh, Eric will be blue. Simon will be red. I will be shoutcasting. I hope you can join us. It'll be um, rebroadcast on Simply Cyber's channel. Also, tomorrow at four thirty PM, we are inviting Irfan Shaquille from Opswat to talk about specifically the Opswat Academy, which is a free training platform to learn critical infrastructure cybersecurity skills. It's a it's a wonderful service uh, for our community and an opportunity for you to get free education uh, and be able to uh, deliver value and make yourself more marketable. But I know everybody's excited about that, but what everybody really wants to know is who wins the training. So let's get into that right now. Best of luck to everybody. If you end up winning, you need to contact me on Discord uh, quickly um, so I can validate you and then make sure that you get what you need. Good luck to everybody. Here we go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. IDK, IDK, IDK. I don't know, I suppose, is what IDK is. But the winner is IDK. You can see Nightbot says IDK. IDK, you'll have to connect with me on. Um, yeah, OMG, all exclamation points. You did it, IDK. <laughs> all right. IDK. Uh, con- connect with me on um, on Discord and we'll get you sorted out. Congratulations uh, to you. Guys, I would love to hang out, have a cup of coffee and keep talking with you, but we're a few minutes over and I promised 45 minute shows. Oh, Justin Gold renewing. Very love it. Oh, wow! I think yeah. I do think the soundboard's working. It's just the audio is really low on it. I don't know. I don't know. Guys, thanks so much. IDK, connect with me on Discord. Guys, uh, solid showing today. Thank you so much. I hope you can join us tomorrow uh, later today at 1130 for the Threat Gen Red versus Blue. If you can't, I hope you can join us tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing, where we will be raffling off two of these Recon InfoSec trainings. So You don't want to miss that. Obviously, the news is very important. Congratulations community, congratulations IDK. Thanks everyone for being here and we will see you at 1130. Cheers everyone.